I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 184 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. I am Andy White and I am joined by... Kelvin Newman. Kelvin, what are we talking about today? Well, I know know people love it when we share tools, so it's a real simple episode today. It's 12 tools which I think could potentially make your link building, your content strategy, your content marketing, your blogging more successful. Now, we should have saved this till Christmas. We could have another 12, 12 tools yeah, of Christmas, 12, couldn't we? Oh, never mind. It's, it's too only, late it's now. It's only 14 weeks or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's nearly Christmas. Anyway, um, first of those tools, Ubersuggest at ubersuggest.org. Now, Ubersuggest is a kind of keyword research tool, right? But it makes use of the auto-suggestions that Google makes. So say mm. I put in podcast right there's like those 10 suggestions that google will have podcast recording podcast mm. directory so now that's good because i can get 10 of those now i have to kind of write them out by hand i can't manually export them uber suggests will manually uh, you know will allow you to export all those 10 okay but it's also very clever as well because it'll go podcast space a and see what those 10 suggestions are or podcast space b and see what those 10 suggestions are okay so like very quickly you can put in a word a couple of words and it'll give you 200 what's it now 270 so you'll have the first plus the space and every letter of the alphabet afterwards search terms that people are searching for now if i've got a right content that's great right because if you can write a piece of content that exactly matches a search query and kind of a long tail one these aren't going to be huge volumes it doesn't tell you the volume of them but in terms of quickly very very quickly getting an idea of what you could be writing about based on what people are searching for uber suggest is absolutely amazing does uber suggest give any idea of the frequency of searches no no okay. only only so much in the fact that if it is one of those 10 suggestions there's a logic that there should be some search volume in it because it's the, the suggestions are driven by volume. And would you say that that's a better keyword keyword generating tool than, say, the, the classic sort of Google? No, but one. it's kind of better for suggestions, if mm. you see what I mean. So, that, like the general AdWords tool is probably better for ass- assessing relative popularity of keywords. Okay. So, like, inevitably, like, so say, like, using the podcast one, podcast space T might have 
10 suggestions right mm. uh, we'll have 10 suggestions and podcast space z will have 10 suggestions as well now it might well be suggestion 11 to 20 mm. on t would be more popular than 1 to 10 on oh, z if you see, see what i mean right but yes. it, it's kind of it's quick it's easy and you then kind of use your judgment based on that it looks well. pretty as well yeah i've just seen it folks it does look very pretty the website next up we've got one from uh, a good friend of mine um a guy called Yusef sakanda who's put together a tool called social crawlytics so that's social crawlytics.com that's a free tool you kind of get additional um, you kind of have to use tweets to get additional vouchers and stuff um, but essentially it tells you which, it crawls all the pages of your or the number of pages of your site that you tell it to crawl or a competitor's site and tells you how many social shares that content has across a variety of networks so you know um, LinkedIn Twitter Facebook um, Pinterest all these types mm. Google Plus and then you can quickly see on your site which pages of your site are the most socially shared which is great but the way I think it's most useful is you can look at your competitors and see which pieces of content they've got, which is, you know, being the most popularly now, socially shared. Calvary, when you say socially shared, do you mean that, for example, social crawlytics is going off to Twitter and trying to find references to that page? Yeah. That's clever. That's yeah. nice. I mean, it's inter- like a lot of pages will have those kind of buttons on it that will tell you this was tweeted 49 times, mm. right? But you don't want to have to go and visit the, all, all those pages. Mm. And, you know, this is kind of... It, time saving right so do that for 10 of your competitors see which content of theirs is being shared socially i've now got a pretty good place to start my content strategy um next up and i'll kind of provide a link to this because you really need to sort of see the detail of this but um there's a huge amount of like ideas for content strategy that can come from your analytics right so i always try and look for key phrases which are sending me traffic to my site which contain a question word it's mm. like how, why, what. Because they're easy pieces to write about, right? So mm. it's answering a question. But where the page that the person is ending up on doesn't answer that question. So I do that by kind of looking, well, what's a que- what question-based search queries have I got that goes to a page that, based on the URL, I know doesn't answer that question. So to give a, a good example you know, I've used previously is, so on the site visibility website, we get search referrals on the term how to build a microsite right Mm -hmm. and then the page that they end up on is blog slash the date slash before building a microsite ask yourself these seo questions i know that blog post isn't talking about how all the process is of going about building it just mentions it doesn't just mentions it so if i can get traffic from on that search term despite not really answering that question if i write that i could do really well bonus points go back to that one that's getting the traffic and link to the one that answers that question. So then if someone, you know, so you're helping the actual new page rank for that old search query. So is this, a, rather than a tool, is this more of a technique? Yeah, that's more a technique. Than so a the question referrers type yeah, technique. Okay. Yeah. okay. Next up, there's one called Taluna. This is a paid for tool, but Taluna Quick. Um, T-O-L-U-N-A. Yeah, yeah, I'll include all these links in the show notes. Yeah. Um, it's a place we can go and get people to fill in surveys for you. It doesn't cost a lot of money, but it's like $10, $15, and you get like 100 responses in like minutes. So I could find out, and this is great for press releases or articles, right? So say I work in the sporting niche and someone's just bought a new football player and I can survey how many fans of football think that person was overpriced. And then I've got 77% of um, football fans think that, um, you know, um, Manchester United play, paid too much for Robin Van Persie. That's a news article I can build around there mm. as well. So that's Taluna. Um, Quora, which is a 
you know, it's a question and answer site. You've probably used it before, but that's great for coming up for content. So look at the questions that have been asked on there instantly. If someone's asking the question, someone's interested, you know, people are interested in that. But then quite often you've got the answers to the piece there. So in terms of a, a, a strong starting point for putting together good blog posts, go to Quora, find a question that's asked there, work on what that question is, summarize and understand the people who have used that question and then kind of respond to that. Um, next up on my list is discussion search this is again not necessarily a tool but kind of more a technique if you go to google type in one of your topics you know a keyword that you're doing so say it's san francisco things to do Mm -hmm. um and down the left hand side you've got the filter so web image maps videos etc go to the more and choose discussions right so then that's limiting your search query to um, discussion. So that either means social media sites or forums. This is one of the little things down on the left-hand side, isn't yeah, it? So you, yeah. you get web images, yeah. yada, yada, and a yeah. bit lower down, discussions. Yeah. yeah. And put simply, if you kind of do that, if you can find a forum post where there's 100 responses to a question, not only does someone ask that question, therefore it's interesting, you've got a lot of the ideas for your content already there. Now, I think with all of these, and like the previous one, you should be referencing back to your source material. But quite often you'll find that a forum isn't particularly well optimised for that search query. You know, forums often are very poorly SEO optimized. If you can write a good blog post that answers that question, takes some of the highlights of that 40-page discussion and distills it into 750 words and Mm. it's all well-referenced, you're in a strong place to perform well in search engines and get traffic. Um, Oh, I like this one, Follower Wonk. Yeah, Follower Wonk. It's recently just been bought by SEO Moz. So if you've got an SEO Moz subscription, you get all the super-duper premium functionality of Follower Wonk. Well, Follower Wonk is really just a search engine for Twitter users based on their um, biography. And then it gives you all kinds of like statistics about them, right? So what that means is I can find people who are business journalists and then sort them by their relative popularity. Or I can find people who are interested in food in Brighton and, you know, do that. So it's again, it's about reaching out to people in the right way. So in content strategy, content outreach, Email is not always the most effective way of doing that. Um, potentially, you could be doing that via Twitter. Follower Wonk helps you find those people. Hmm. Next up is a clever Google Doc from the guys at SEO Gadget. I will not tell you the URL for this because it's got like 84 digits and they're all random characters. But it's called the Content Idea Generator V2 Google it, Doc. Is this something in their labs that they're working on? This isn't Google Docs. Google haven't produced this. It's just oh, someone right. who's used Google Docs to do oh, this. Oh, okay, right. Um, so Google Docs can pull in data using kind of XML. Oh, um, of course it can, yes. So essentially what you do here is you kind of use this Google Doc, you put in your search queries like hotels or travel or whatever it is that you're doing, and it will pull back the top Google News results. It'll pull back the top Bing News results. It'll pull back all these different um, sources of content about that keyword. Now, if I've got to come up with some content, this is just a single page I can go to and instantly be inspired by the news stories that are already happening around that term or phrase. So that's a real strong This is really up. interesting, actually. It, it never reminds me of a little bit. Mm. First of all, we had uh, things like Google Reader and people saying use Google Reader to, mm. and, and subscribe to things you're interested in that mm. might be useful for blog mm. posts. And then we had things like Flipboard, which mm. did it in a, in a nicer way. And then we got something like this. I wonder if we're going to see an explosion of kind of online apps that aggregate uh, things we're interested in and and, and automatically generate ideas mm. you could talk about. Yeah, I mean... So a very yeah. concise way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you could do similar with Fitball, but it's kind of, yeah, this is kind yeah. of a more sort of a, actually, maybe I'm not personally interested in it, but my client or, the, yeah. you know, it's quite good yeah. for that type of thing. But yeah, entirely. It's, it's certainly coming from a similar place. Interesting. Um, very interesting. 
Next up is Kindle Direct Publishing, um, or KDP, they call that. And basically, what I wanted to get across there is, is really, really, really simple. If you can produce a Word document, you can produce a Kindle book. Mm. And a Kindle book could be free or it could be paid for. And if it's paid for, you know, that's good. You might make some revenue out of it. But suddenly, as soon as you're a published author or, you know, you've got a bigger asset that you've gone to the effort of putting into the Kindle store, that immediately puts you in a strong place. That could be a collection of blog posts you've already written. It could be something entirely new. It could be something that previously you might have released as a white paper, but you want to release as an ebook mm. because it'll get more attention. But you can get into the Amazon store really simply using the Amazon KDP project. So that's a great tool. So that will just convert a Word document into an ebook, an, a Kindle ebook. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, Cloud Flood. Now, Cloud Flood is the tool that I've used for my ebook, which is free, and you get get it if you pay with a tweet, right? So that's mm. clockworkpirate.com is the, the, the location of that ebook. Um, I originally used a tool called paywithatweet.com, which is still good, but there's one called Cloud Flood, which is just a little bit more reliable, um, and it's built by a guy called Glenn uh, from ViperChill. So what Cloud Flood does is you, if you have a product, a file, a URL that's hosted on your site, mm-hmm. um, you put that into a box, you put in the text of what you would like the person to share on Twitter or Facebook to get access to that, and then they'll give you a bit of code that you can drop into your site that allow, gives you a button, right? So basically, they press this button. It takes them to Twitter or Facebook. It gives them a default text they can mm-hmm. share. They share that. As soon as they share it, they get access to your file or nice document. Stuff. So what that means is it's very easy to spread things virally there. So if you have an asset, mm. you can do that. And if you're trying to get social attention, um, something that you know maybe in the past you might have collected email addresses for, um, this might be better than collecting email addresses because you're getting the, the social spread thereof. Okay. Um, last of those is, yeah, Outbrain, which is kind of an interesting um, way. It's kind of like the idea is that you can um, use it to get... It's kind of an advertising network for content rather than websites. So Outbrain, you could, if you've got your content and you're you're really impressed by it, but perhaps you haven't got a huge readership already. Mm. You can use Outbrain, and it basically what it does is it takes a picture in your title and puts that on other high-authority websites. And you pay for that. It's not free. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've got a great bit of content that you just hasn't quite got the pickup you were hoping for, um, you haven't quite got the existing social network to promote that, Outbrain can be a great way of starting that process. And your hope, then, is that the people who visit that like it, share it socially. Share Do, it. Does Outbrain try and be intelligent about where it puts it? Yeah, there's a kind of a level of kind of sophistication to it. Okay. You know, it's not, not foolproof, but it, you know, it's trying to make it as relevant as possible. And mm. they're doing that for a couple of reasons, because they want it to be as relevant as possible, because the more relevant it is, the more likely a punter is to click. The more likely that punter is to click, the more likely they are to make Sounds money. Sounds a bit like AdSense to me. Yeah, it's a bit like that, but for content rather than just kind of general websites. That right, uses okay, image. yeah. You, if you look at Outbrain and use the examples there, you will have seen it. It's on websites like the Daily Beast and TMZ and Slate and all those types of websites. And my final tip, the little bit self-indulgent, I've already sort of talked about it a bit, but this is kind of a book I wrote a couple of years ago. It was pre-Penguin, so perhaps not as completely up-to-date, but it's a book about link building and content strategy called Clockwork Pirate, and it's available at clockworkpirate.com using that kind of pay-over-tweet model that we suggested. Now, some of the tactics in there, perhaps I'd do a little bit less of now, like article syndication than I would have done in the past, but generally speaking, I think a lot of the, the advice there from about a year or two ago is still really, really sound and still really, really useful, so hopefully people could have a look at that and yeah maybe find some useful tips themselves just a quick question kelvin yes. have you thought of putting that on the kindle um that's actually that isn't on the kindle that's got a pdf and ipad edition not yeah. the kindle um, okay 
didn't quite get round to it. Um, probably mm. ought to. Mm, maybe one day. Yes. Okay, well, thank you so much, Mr. Kelvin Newman. Bye-bye. And uh, next up, this is a very bit of a premature bye-bye there, Kelvin. Yeah. Because I was just about to tell the list, our two listeners that um, next time we've got some questions and answers yeah we? we're all on the Q&A's back to the Q&A's for, for a couple of episodes I think well two or three episodes yes because we've got a nice little wad of questions that have built up so uh, we'll see you next time goodbye from me Andy White and goodbye from me Calvin Newman and we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com goodbye bye well that's it for today thank you so much for listening you can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three. 256 or 150 if you're inside the UK it's 01273 256 150 and you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show also we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself well that's it for now Andy White signing off until next week on internet marketing deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.